Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. Even though I didn't have internet, which is still coming on the 11th, I managed to get in a really good adventure this afternoon, thanks to Frosty Force and everyone else who happens to have a July birthday. We got to have a great time tonight, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about But first, let's get into the news. First item on today's docket is patch 1.1.5 is live. And it's one of the smaller patches we've had in a while. But thankfully, it wasn't something boring like increased stability or squashed bugs. Nope, we got the bear and the bird figurehead. It is now live and will be till the end of the month, so make sure you log in and head over to the shipwright to pick that up. It doesn't matter which one you go to, they will all have it for a low, low price of 1998, the celebration year that it was released. So all of you Banjo-Kazooie fans, I hope you're rocking that. I've seen a lot of folks out there very pleased with it, and I gotta say, it actually looks really good marked with the rare sales. That's right, the gold and blue sales that a lot of the rare employees have when they're strutting their stuff and they've got that bear and bird out there. It looks amazing and I'm very envious that I don't work for them and I can't use it, but that's okay because one of these days I'll run into them. Rare has also gone through with the bands that they had spoken about earlier this year and cut down any scummy sea dogs who think cheating at a game is okay. They will no longer be able to play Sea of Thieves on their accounts. They will continue to monitor the game and make sure anyone else gets the same treatment. So they do have a zero policy or zero tolerance policy for cheating. So anyone even thinking about using some sort of third-party software, just prepare. You're going to have to get a whole new account. So, oh well. Anyway, there was a change to the cannonballs that have made made the game a lot more interesting for fights right now. Impacts on a ship when you actually hit a a ship with the cannonballs will now cause the ship to rock back and forth similar to how a bite from meg or the powder kegs work this is going to be this is going to help crew crews that have the sharpshooters on the cannons to ensure that their enemy won't be able to land as many return volleys it's going to be interesting to see if this affects the ai ships during the cursed sails as well uh, as you as as most of you pirates know the skeletons tend to have deadly aim with those cannons if they want to and getting a hit can really impact how those encounters will play out one other change that came in with the cannonballs that is unclear if it's intended deals with the friendly fire now currently it looks like there are reports of people killing teammates unintentionally with cannon fire and based on the notes this is a known issue for rare and they are aware of this bug and will will work on fixing it in the upcoming patch until then i really would advise people be cautious if you are using cannons to take out waves of skeletons especially for orders of soul order of souls uh, where typically a two-man sloop i find a lot of people have one person on the island to kind of round up the skeletons and then another person on the cannon just be very careful with that now because until this bug or until this error gets fixed you're going to run a higher chance of killing your teammate with a cannon so just be very cautious about that during order souls voyages or even during uh, actual forts especially if you're trying to get some of those last couple days in with the accommodations to get the five skeletons with a powder keg 
keg on a skull fort with another crew there. It can be very deadly, not only for them, but for your teammates as well. A couple of small changes I appreciate come in the form of UI improvements. PC fans, you can finally rejoice. There is now a means to exit the game to desktop, so say goodbye to hitting Alt F4 or playing in windowed mode to exit out. Uh, that was always a, a kind of a nuisance for me. I never really had too much of a problem dealing with it. It was always just, you know, kind of hit Alt F4 and you kind of exit it out, but it is kind of nice now to have a formal way through the menu system while in-game to actually be able to do that. So the player titles that have been purchased from the clothing shops will no longer remain there as well, too. This is actually kind of nice because uh, one of the problems that I always had was when you go to a clothing shop and you, well, for at least for me, I would always scroll wheel down to the very back and then have to scroll up one page to actually go down there. With Xbox players, I can imagine this is even more frustrating as you have to kind of tab over and stuff. So having stuff that you've already purchased being removed and uh, in especially when it deals more with titles, less about clothing because it is kind of nice to see what you have purchased and what you haven't purchased. But the titles, that's something that comes free once you achieve it. So once you get it, I'm, I'm not even sure why you even have to really buy it. I'm not sure why that isn't just something awarded to you similar to Pirate Legend or the Shark Hunter stuff when we were doing the Hungering Deep. Either way, I'm glad that they made that change. Hopefully they'll just extend that as an automatic grantal so you don't have to remember to go actually buy it. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting about the patch notes deals with the Meg and its spawn timers. I hadn't really considered with the Megalodons and the Kraken that they are on spawn timers. I was always under the impression that they were always just kind of roaming the world and that you would happen upon them by accident. And it kind of makes me wonder if there's something that triggers when you sail through an area or if it's just something that happens to a ship at random when the spawn timer hits. There's, there's really a lot that we don't really understand about, uh, the, about what involves with Karen or, or the Meg. And it seems like these monsters don't act like the storms we're used to roaming the world. So I'm curious to see how the AI ships will act after Curse sails is over because obviously when curse sales comes in that's going to be an event that we actually spark now once the event's done that will be another ai threat in the world that's just an emergent part of the world but what i'm wondering is will they roam around the world like the storm waiting for some poor unsuspecting ship to get within range of its cannons or will they seek out other ships and hunt them down regardless of treasure or will they be hidden away below the ocean's surface, waiting for ships to pass over it, causing it to rise up from the depths and take ready aim at the living souls aboard the unsuspecting ship? I, I'm, I'm really curious about how this is going to work, because up until now, the Kraken has been something that just appears uh, by a large dark cloud around the ship. And the Meg you see coming as it breaches the surface and then starts to circle the ship. With cursed sails, we we don't really understand how that's going to persist in the world after the actual event. And I'm 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 half half on this. I actually part of me kind of wants to have this be something that you see coming, and another part of me wants it to be something that's hidden away that I wouldn't really expect and it just kind of happens and then when it does that's when you really have to react so I'm torn on this but I'm, I'm still looking forward to it regardless so it's going to be exciting to see how this works <laughs> 
next thing I want to talk about is as we get closer and closer to the end of July, it looks like we'll be getting curse sales right at the end with the upcoming bilge rat adventure, Sunken Curse, coming somewhere around the 10th, depending on how easily it is for them to get this patch in. That adventure will go on for two weeks as is usual now, and will probably end on the 24th of July. This should put curse sales right at the 24th of July, my original date when I thought it would come. We still don't know if there will be a week lead up to curse sales or not, but I have a feeling our introduction to the curse sales will revolve around the Order of Souls merchants. Much like the Hungering Deep trailer, we had Merrick as our point of communication for Meg. And with the E3 trailer announcing Curse Sales and Forsaken Shores, I wonder if we'll be getting someone a little closer to home. That being said, I do really enjoy seeing the random NPCs show up in the world with the new and kind of interesting tale to tell. Uh, here's actually hoping that we get Captain Pendragon somewhere in the world to tell us about how his ship ended up on Shikret Bay and where he's been all this time. But I still have a feeling that it will probably revolve around the Order of Souls merchants because it seems, just based on the video, that they are the ones that are going to talk to us about what they found with the Cursed Cannonball since that was the first introduction of the Cursed Cannonball, which we found out from, thankfully, another video, uh, which I guess broke NDA. But uh, from, from what we understand, and I can't really speak to this because I don't have access, the Cursed Cannonballs that are going to be in the Cursed Sales do look like that glowing orb uh, that was in the E3 trailer. So we're not sure, and we can only really believe what we've seen from people breaking NDA uh, on YouTube videos, which I'm not going to get into that. That's their choice, just like with the with the, the data mine content that I've seen from outside groups. Everything is all up for grabs, so I can't really speak to it with knowledge, knowing of what's going on, but just based on what I've seen, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's how it's going to work is the Merchant of Souls is going to tell us. I don't think they're going to use Duke for this. Uh, Duke seems to be very exclusive to the Build Rat Adventures. Okay, so going back a bit, I do want to address the developer update video, which is the technically, I guess, the second item on today's docket that was released on the 4th of July. And while I'm sure many of you were enjoying the day off in the United States, the rest of the world was watching the progress on the World Cup. Me? Well, I was still living life tethered to my phone for information about the goings-on. I digress. In the developer video, Joe is back, and we have a fun intro to the video showing off the time he, he was at, the, the slides from his vacation trip up the West Coast. Uh, further proof that he enjoys solo slooping from time to time, but I'm, I'm glad to have him back at the helm. That being said, the sense of humor that the team has is great, and I hope they never get so serious that what's going on with the game, that they that they end up losing that sense of humor, because it, it really, every time I watch a video, it's it's very English dry humor, and I love that. It's, it's one of my favorites, um, so I'm, I'm really glad to see that they haven't lost touch with that, even after E3 or, or leading into this next big content drop. I think, I think this, the closest thing to them losing that sense of humor was actually 
probably when we got our first few updates after launch, uh, when the sleep-deprived Craig and Joe were up in front of the whiteboard post-meeting, uh, talking about server stability and expansion. I hope they never get back to that point, because that was a rough time for them and for everyone else, and they weathered through it like champions, and I'm glad to see that we're, we're going to be getting more of the light-hearted updates uh, as we kind of go along throughout the rest of the year. So in this video, Joe covers some of the additions and changes that I talked about earlier and mentions a bit about exploring underwater to delve into the deep depths to uncover more information about what the Sunken Curse Bilge Rat Adventure is uh, that they're referring to. And I, I've, I've noticed a lot of other content creators like myself are following the same line of thinking involving merfolk. And honestly, I hope we're right. Uh, for a long time, we've wondered if we would get to see the malcontent merfolk who wield the spears instead of the scepters, the ones that help us back to our ship. Lots of videos presented before launch do show us uh, the, the type of uh, merfolk that are kind of looking for golden objects below the waterline towards the sea, the, the shipwrecks. And I'm, I'm curious because as, as we know, we know that there was a curse that caused sailors to turn into these merfolk over time. In fact, there's even some uh, moon progression on some of the art that is around the world in uh, uh, the cave paintings or, or the rock paintings that show the transformation from good to bad or from, from human to non-human. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and just how much of the world's lore will be unveiled, if, if at all, uh, in, the, in these Bildrad adventures. Um, I'm really surprised that they, if they do go this route, that this will be the way. Because there was that, the, the original launch trailer, I believe, that showed pirates swimming down into the sunken ships, which I think is what we're, we're going to be doing with this adventure, to search more of the the golden objects or or possibly kind of uncover more about this curse and how it may or may not pertain to the merfolk but i'm 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 crossing my fingers you can't see it right now but i've got both fingers crossed and i'm i'm hoping that we're going to get more info about the merfolk and we're actually going to start seeing some of the merfolk that are going to be aggressive towards us this leads me into the next item on today's docket which was another inside story number 29 covering the build Rad Adventures. This actually had Shelly Preston, one of our senior designers, and Christina Parker, our live campaign producer, chatting about the overall design of the Bilge Rat Adventures. So not much new information was given, but it was a good basis for anyone who hasn't been following the social media channels closely or playing the game. They did say at the end that the Sunken Curse will involve the coral reefs around different islands. And I'm curious if we're going to be searching for or cursed baubles, or items that you would normally see in a skull fort or washed up on shore. Thankfully, we don't have long to wait to find out. Uh, with the new Bilge Rat adventure, I have a feeling we're going to see a new line of Bone Crusher gear as well, too. So possibly possibly stuff that involves the equipment this time. Uh, we, we got the jawbone drum and the speaking trumpet with the hungering deep. Then the skull crusher clothing for the Thrones event. 
and now the Skull Crusher weapons for the Powder Keg Skellies. And as we get closer to Cursed Sails, I'm reminded of a few images, images that cropped up from people who had data mined the game around the beginning of May. And it was the ship liveries, the sails, and the skeleton figurehead. Not the, not the spinal uh, killer instinct figurehead, but one that resembles more of the artwork from the Fairy of the Damned. And I'm looking forward to more cosmetics that we can be purchased as well. There's still some content from the closed beta that hasn't been released, and I'm wondering when those will be made available. I'm pretty sure all of the clothing is now in-game, but not all of the ship sails or, or ship liveries that were shown off. That being said, I am really digging the themed gear that's coming out post-Hungering Deep, and I'm glad that a lot of that is scaling towards one theme. And I have a feeling that once Curse Sales is over and we start getting into more of the Build Rat adventures post Curse Sales, they will start to take on more of the lava theme from Forsaken Shores until we get more information about what the next content drop will be post Forsaken Shores. So I have a feeling that they're kind of going in line and they're doing themes. Like all of this is very jawbone, very skeleton themed as we get into Curse Sales and deal with AI ships. And I have my theories about this. I'm kind of thinking that with Forsaken Shores, the threat that we're going to be facing is going to be a molten giant. And a lot of this comes from ideas and a throwback to molten core from World of Warcraft where we had giant molten lava giants. But I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to be fighting giants. And I have a couple theories about this. And of, of course, I know nothing for sure because I don't have any access to the, to, the, to the Pioneer program. But I have a feeling that we're going to be finding ourselves coming up against more mystical creatures, even more grandiose than the, the Megalodon, which if, if you can believe that, uh, something bigger than the Meg that we have to fight off. And a lot of it is going to be very lava themed. So I have a feeling that the Bilge Rat adventures leading up to Forsaken Shores are going to be lava based. And that eventually when we get to Forsaken Shores, we're going to be fighting this lava creature that will involve us using our ships uh, to, to attack it and possibly using water to cool it down to make it brittle. Um, there's lots of things that I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about because I'm, I'm thinking it would be great if we had a way to kind of draw these molten giants out towards the actual shore and get them into the water, kind of hardening them, making them more brittle to attacks. And that would cause us kind of, kind of the same way that the rust works for the golden skeletons, but more like uh, how lava kind of solidifies when it actually gets cooled off by the water. And that's why it's going to be hard for ships to get in close because of the active lava, the active volcanoes in the area are going to be spewing all of this molten lava that's going to be shooting and actually hitting our ships and possibly causing damage that way. And now with the knockback, it's even more apparent that, you know, if say, say a, a molten giant comes and he swings his fist and he plows it into the water nearby, the wake of the, of the actual impact in the water is going to push our ship back and it's going to be harder and harder harder for us to get close to get those cannonball shots to 
to be able to knock it out. And I have a feeling that that's where the rowboat is going to come in handy because the rowboat will let us bring our ship closer to the island so that we can actually start causing damage to the base of it, uh, its legs or something like that, where we can actually try and use some of the powder kegs now that they've got fuses to run them over and drop the powder keg and then run, run away after we've thrown some water on the legs to cause it and then try and bring this big giant down into its knees till eventually it collapses, it falls forward and it lands directly into the water and it, the whole thing turns into a pile of steam and a giant molten rock and then somewhere inside are these gems, these these pieces of, of treasure that have been locked inside this, this big molten giant as it's kind of Walked, walked its way down through this island and it's taken out other ships uh, through, through lobbing cannon or not cannonballs but giant balls of, of molten lob sorry I just hit my mic but I, I'm just there's so much so many ideas that I have and I haven't even told you about half of them but this I, I don't even know how I got on this tangent how did I get on this tangent you guys let me go on a tangent you can't let me go on a tangent like this anyway let's get <laughs> let's get back to what I was talking about I had a really good time tonight with the with that and I uh, with 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 hanging out with the frosty team uh, tonight to kind of celebrate some birthdays and that's going to take us into the captain's log all right so now that I've gotten past all of the all of the my my weird ideas about what could be possibly coming for future content Let's talk about the current content that I finally, finally got to experience. That's right. So I know that I have about seven gigs of data for, for tethering that I can use on my cell phone plan. And I have been hoarding this data knowing that today was going to be the special birthday stream. And if you haven't been following on Twitter, you've missed a great opportunity to check out some awesome pirating. Now, if you're not familiar, the Frosty or, or Banana Bandit has a really great stream and what he does is he goes out he gets a whole bunch of loot and then he does a quiz game he goes out and he finds other pirates and he asks them to participate in his game and once they answer questions they get loot and he's he's tiered it up so there's good loot there's there's okay loot and then there's meh loot so if you answer the questions in a in in higher it's kind of like jeopardy where you ask more difficult questions get better rewards uh you can actually do it. He's also got a another test, and it's a test of strength or, or a test of, of prowess. And what he does is he has one person go up onto the top of the mast of the sloop, and the, the contestant, uh, if it's a pair or, or a group, they get to choose their best pirate to go up onto the mast and actually battle with the crewmate. And whoever gets knocked off first or killed actually gets the loot as well so that on top of something that is uh very akin to the double dare challenge at the very end of the show if you ever watched double dare growing up awesome it was great it was a lot of fun but it was an obstacle course so what he's done is he's he's devised a track for golden or uh, for galleon's grave outpost because there's so much running around or in stuff that you can climb up around there he has decided that he's worked out a way for people to run around the island to get to the very top. And whoever gets to the very top of the bowsprit at the top of the galleon that's shipwrecked on top of that outpost and grabs a skull at the top of that, that bowsprit wins the race. And then they actually get more loot as a result as well, too. So uh, all these things 
come together to make a really awesome game show, uh, the Loot and Lore Chill Game Show. And I finally got an opportunity to participate in it because tonight was the July Baby Birthday Pirate Stream. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a better way to explain that, but basically, uh, Twisted Shots, one of my pirate buddies who I've talked about in the past, uh, Bad DPS on, on Twitter, Lara, and Frosty all have birthdays within four days. Uh, Lara's is today, uh, Twisted's is um, the 10th, and my birthday and Frosty's birthday are actually the same day on the 6th. So... We ended up deciding a long time ago when we finally got to it that we were going to have a big birthday stream, and it was amazing. Uh, we we planned it for tonight, and right out the gate, right as soon as we log in, there is a uh, we get a galleon uh, because we figured there was going to be four of us, and a sloop comes up to us at the outpost already playing music and things couldn't have started off better because at that moment we realized and frosty did a great job negotiating this but he managed to talk to flaming panda who was gracious enough to let us have his sloop right out the gate we've already got a galleon and a sloop didn't even have to really negotiate anything with it to be honest we we just asked if we could he was a cool enough pirate to let us have it and we got a whole bunch of us on so now we've got six people in the same colors on our ship riding around and we start gathering loot and we kind of bounce from island to island to island getting gold hoarders missions so we can dig up as much treasure as we possibly can and we stack the back of this sloop Till there is no room. The sloop is completely covered with captain's chests, with villainous skulls, with tea, with marauders. Anything you could possibly imagine is on the back of this sloop. And we're just we're just hoarding it so that we can run around and try and actually meet other pirates to get them to play the game so that we can actually uh, give away some loot. Because that is the whole goal. The whole entire point of all of this is to be friendly pirates and go out there and give other players a good experience on the seas because most of the time a lot of the stuff i see on twitter is people either seeing really or getting really good loot uh or, or big hauls or people that are upset because they had a bad experience and that's the worst it is it is no fun and a lot of people that play first person shooters can attest to this you log into the game you get into a match and within five seconds you're killed and that's not fun. That's that's not fun for anyone. And there's nothing more frightening than having a galleon and a sloop sailing up on you when you're trying to turn in a bunch of loot. And that's exactly what happened. We ended up having uh, both of our ships sailing towards an outpost because we saw a sloop there that had been parked for a bit. And we imagined, you know, they we figured that there was probably not much chance that they were going to put up much of a fight because it would be quite a fight for them to try and take on a galleon and sloop sailing next side by side, uh, which, by the way, is an amazing site to look at so we happen upon this loop and we let them know as quickly as possible that we're friendly and we want them to participate in the game and frosty is doing a great job of, of helming this entire endeavor he's he's done a great job of he's got voice uh like changers to kind of make it more epic and it's really fun if you get a chance to watch it and i'm going to have some links to his uh twitch channel that he's been growing this friendly pirate stream for a bit so we happen upon two gentlemen who are freaked out of course because there's a giant galleon and a sloop heading their way in matching liveries and sails and they have a bunch of stuff left to turn in but we let them know that everything's going to be okay and we're going to play a game. So they they end up answering two of the three questions correctly. 
in the third question they pass on for the physical test. And this is when I got the opportunity to shine because I was actually the gladiator that was chosen to go up to the mast to duel their team to a fair fight on top of the mast. So it's really fun. Uh, we we I, I basically got to sword fight the other people. And, th and this is really fun to actually get to try and fight someone while the mast is moving back and forth and you're trying to lunge at the right time but block shots as well and if you don't know how to hop back or hop forward and and when to get a good strike in or how to use uh, objects to your advantage it can be really really entertaining to see like how these duels work out but moving towards the end of the fight unfortunately their ship had glitched out and disappeared with their loot sitting in the water and this was right around the, a little before the time that we started the match and we didn't think much of it until i got up there and unfortunately killed both of them and they weren't able to <laughs> They weren't able to sail back in time, and right as I had ended up killing both of them to the duel, because I wasn't going to let them slide, they had to work for their, their loot if they were going to get it, the skull fort right over at Keelhauld pops up. That's right. Very fitting. My, my fort pops up right next to Golden Sands Outpost, and we feel really bad. So we leave uh, N13 Insomniac, or Captain Nightmare, as he's better known online, to watch over all of their loot that had been sitting in the water while they were doing all of this, plus the loot that we gave them for participating in the fight until they got back. So we took the galleon and the sloop and sailed over to the fort, which now had one one sloop over there to actually start working on the fort because we wanted we wanted to get the the commendations because because I I'd been out of it for I'd been out of the game for so long I didn't have any of the commendations and I got a couple tonight and I'm glad for that but I didn't get as many as I probably would have liked. That being said, uh, the the crew that was doing the quiz and the duel eventually made their way back to the outpost and they got to turn in all their loot and it was great uh and i guess they hung out around towards the end as well we didn't know this at the time but they actually hung around the uh, the server as well so meanwhile uh we're sailing over to the fort and the fort is actually going and there's a couple there that are working on it big john and tinkerbell are working on these skeletons and we sail up and <laughs> it's it's pretty entertaining because right off the gate we've already told them you know hey we're friendly we're friendly and they're like oh good because <laughs> we really didn't want to have to deal with uh fighting off a skeleton or a sloop skeleton waves and a galleon and it's been really fun being uh, a big imposing force out in the world and then being completely friendly to to other people so we went on there we had a great time working on the fort and got a lot of the skeleton kills in there um i had a really great time it was a good experience and i i, I wish i had the internet to be able to continue doing those because uh, nothing is more fun than coordinating with uh, multiple crews to try and take down forts and then to see the see to, to hear them realize like this was a, a positive experience and for them to get the the best parts of the skeleton uh, of, of the fort so that they could sail with us afterwards we ended up sailing to uh, Galleon's grave so we finished the fort we killed the captain we split up the loot and we took a, uh, a majority of the lesser quality items over to the, the the sloop that we had all our loot on because we were planning on using that as prizes for the last challenge, the obstacle course over at Galleon's Grave. So we give them the best stuff and we start heading out as a two sloop, one Galleon crew towards Galleon Grave outpost. 
And halfway there, I kid you not, it couldn't have been better timed. We had megalodons uh, chasing us around. There was a couple and one kind of started swimming around us. And I was told, you know, we, we were told over comms, don't shoot at it. It's a passive one. Don't shoot at it. And I'm like, okay, all right, no problem. That's fine. And that one went away. Then another one came and started following the, the friendly sloop that we found at the fort who was following us to Galleon's grave. And I might have taken one pot shot with a flintlock and got a hit marker that's it's not recorded anywhere that's just what uh people are saying but needless to say that one got a little more aggressive and started swimming around faster uh it eventually left and and didn't bother us until the third megalodon uh happened upon us on our way out there and decided that because i um, supposedly i had scorn their friend they were going to start attacking the uh the sloop that was following us and i i don't know if this is because they had the stronghold chest and the stronghold skull and a bunch of other stuff but it sure felt like they were getting picked on so we we decided to just for, forget the 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 voyage for now we're gonna we're gonna take care of the meg so three of us are in the middle of the ocean in the wilds uh kind of raising sails and getting prepped and taking on this this megalodon and it's so much fun to get that old experience of the hungering deep again because we we ended up taking out the megalodon after a few minutes and it was great to to have that experience again and it was really cool to have everyone that may not have actually gotten a chance to actually play through that event do this again so it was really it was really cool and that was about the time that discord started messing on me uh they started it started to get really bad latency and i eventually dropped the 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 discord uh, chat that we were in and had to reload back into the game and i thought okay my seven gigs is up it's it was been it's been fun that's it nope i managed to get back on so i logged back into the ship and i i end up at galleon's grave the the galleon the sloops had made it all the way there and our little buddies from galleon's grave were back there as well too we we messaged them earlier and told them that if they want to meet us over at galleon's grave outpost they're more than welcome to take part in the obstacle course so we found them over there and Frosty, who is still leading this whole thing on stream, uh, is kind of guiding them through the obstacle course, where they have to run, what they have to do, how to how to be able to win the thing. And they choose their best person to run around to be able to, to do the obstacle course. And I would say it took maybe about five minutes or so for them to get through a couple rounds of that. And that was when we, we crowned the victor and we started to dish up uh, a lot of the loot. And this was great because it was, it, we probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of 24, 5,000 oh, when all was said and done that we ended up splitting into different groups. So the the two sloops that were with us uh, managed to get a hefty portion of it that we helped them turn in. And then the last bit of the, uh, the, the, the rest of the loot was split up for the rest of the party people. Uh, so the birthday crew managed to get some in, and so did the the people that were uh, participating in our fun adventure. It's it's a great thing, and I, I hope that Rare gets an opportunity to take a look at this, because Frosty has worked really hard to build a positive pirate community. So I'm going to have links to his Discord. I'm going to have links to 
to his uh, Twitch stream. And if you guys aren't following him on Twitter, you also need to make sure you're following him on Twitter too. So you get those notifications on when he's going live. And hopefully, hopefully when I actually get some internet and I'm not using my phone, I'll have the opportunity to actually do some more streams where I can actually do some stuff like this if, if I need be or work with Frosty and do some some co-streams to to help promote positive environments for pirates on the seas because it's it's a beautiful thing so that's uh hopefully <laughs> hopefully this makes up for the lack of a um the lack of a captain's log from last week i was really bummed that i didn't get a chance to play last week and if if i only got to do one session this week and this was it i'm glad that i got to have such a positive uh a, a positive session <laughs> All right, pirates, it's time for the last thing on today's docket, and that's going to be reviews, because this week I got a couple more reviews, and one of them is from someone that I follow uh, around on Twitter and who follows me back, and I couldn't be happier, so... Get Wrecked, approved, five-star, great Sea of Thieves podcast from HMS Jerry. I should have done this a while back, but better late than never. I've gave uh, listened to all the Sea of Thieves podcasts out there, and this is hands down my favorite. It's still going strong and gets better. Great host, great news, great stories. If you like Sea of Thieves, this is the podcast for you. Jerry, thank you very much, buddy. I love uh, all your commitment to playing the game and, and hanging around and supporting me. It's it's much, much appreciated, buddy. I, I love you. Thank you very much for the five-star review. I also got one from Prophecy 34 five-star review. Love the show. Have to be totally honest. I don't get to play that often. Uh, about a level six across the board. Had the game since it came out. Pretty sad, I know. No, it's not that sad. Don't worry about a prophecy. You know what? This game is a game that's going to be around forever. It doesn't matter if you're level 6, level 1, level 50. If you've got Athena's Fortune, level 10, you can have fun how you want to. It's not about the levels. It's about what you play. But back to review. I have a 3-year-old and a 1-year-old that occupy my time. Plus, just got back from about a month and a half deployment. I listened to you to and for... Or, excuse me. I listened to you to and slash or from work because I love the game and the idea of the open world piracy. You mentioned this week that you're without internet and I feel like I'm in a similar situation not being able to play as often as I'd like. Listening to you keeps me excited about the game, which is a true testament to how good the show is. Hope Comcast comes through, but whether they do or not, know that there are people out here that appreciate what you're doing. Prophecy, thank you so much. Uh, I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me this week to let me know that they hope things go well with my internet and that I'm able to get it hooked up and, and be able to sail again. It's it kills me to not be able to play, but it's it's even even just a few hours uh, tonight was enough to really kind of make sure that it really reinvigorated reinvigorated my my love for the game because I love it even if I can't play it, but getting to play it just makes it that that much better. And hang in their prophecy i i hope that we get a chance to play some time uh feel free to add me on xbox and let me know as well too i, I would love to get some time in there drop a couple high level voyages get you from level six to level 20 in one night if i can uh, that being said anyone that that posts a review and, or or rates this i i love you i appreciate it uh every, everyone that's that's done it is is just been a, a true class act and i and it 
I get emotional. Just <laughs> I get emotional um, the, when I think about how well my podcast is done, and, it, and it's because I have such a great community to work with and a great game to play. Uh, I couldn't have I couldn't have this this kind of success without the the positivity that I find around um, just just based on this game. So many other communities get toxic, and it's not worth spending the time in there, but. The Sea of Thieves community is is probably one of my favorites, and I got to I got to watch Harriet tonight. She she was out playing there, and she wasn't even playing Sea of Thieves. She was playing the Jurassic Park game, uh, and and the Sea of Thieves community showed up in force uh, on her on her Mixer channel and and started uh, hanging out with her. Um, same thing with with everyone else. It's it's so great to have such a good team to do that, and I want it to continue to grow. So if you listen to this. Rating it helps because it, it brings my channel up higher on the list of, of gaming uh, uh, podcasts out there, especially if someone searches Sea of Thieves. There's a lot of folks out there that have done one-off shows uh, at the beginning of the launch and haven't touched base with the game since then. And I feel like it doesn't do justice to the game when people are only getting one or two like little little clips of how people thought about the game launch when it came out because that was what was new and popular at the time and new stuff has come out since then but the people that are dedicated to this game are amazing and I love all of them because they they want a great sailing pirate experience and Sea of Thieves is such a great game for that. Sorry, I'm gushing. Uh, I need to, I'm going to wrap this up. So uh, if, if you want to get a hold of me, please do. Um, feel free to touch touch base with me. The The best ways to do it are generally through Twitter. Uh, you can reach me on, on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. If you want to send me an email as well, feel free to do so. Uh, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Oh, Hold on a sec. I, I I did get an email from a little one. Okay, I'm I'm back. Uh, so this is it's heck. I got an email and it's great because this is Noah Franklin. Now he's a, he's a little squeaker. He messaged me to let me know. Hey, matey, I was wondering if we could get together sometime. I love the podcast and I love the sea. Write me back, please, when you get internet. Noah, thank you for your email. I, I will definitely get a chance to write you back. Hopefully, we'll get a galleon together and we can go do some sailing and uh, we'll have a good time. But uh, if, if you guys want to be like Noah, if you guys want to message me, feel free to do so. I do get those. I read them. Uh, I pour over them. I, I love getting the, the, the feedback from anyone. And... Uh, now that I mention it, you know what? I did get some information from. I asked my Discord actually for for stories as well too. And oh man, I can't end the episode yet. There's so much more I need to go over. Okay, I'm gonna move into another part. Uh, we'll call this we'll call this uh, agenda number five on the, the the docket. And I'm just gonna read a couple of the <laughs> I'm gonna read a couple of the stories from the uh, from from the the Keelhauled podcast crew. Okay, so let's go into topic number five on today's docket. Uh, I asked the Keelhauled podcast, like I just said, for stories because I wasn't sure if I was gonna have one, and I want to give them justice. So DDK2, you might remember from last week's iTunes review. This isn't exactly an action-packed story, but it was cool 
a cool Sea of Thieves moment for me personally. I've always been trigger happy in the game with strangers, but my team of three held off killing a sloop at a skull fort because of the multi-crew gunpowder skeleton commendations. Turned out to be a great guy. After we took the fort, we invited him to be our fourth and turned everything in together. Went on to do two voyages, sink a galleon, and take another fort that morning. Goes without saying that we're Xbox friends now, too. It was the first time it really hit me how fun it could be meeting someone out on the seas. DDK, I... I, I sympathize so much with that because I love uh, meeting people out randomly and having a good opportunity. Tonight's story kind of proves that as well. Or's Blue Flog, or or as you may know him from, Mike from Canada, sailing with Super Pack or CJ from the Player One podcast, and we confront uh, a noob sloop and sink it easily. He had already done so before I logged on, with them attacking him first and him dispatching them with an explosive barrel, although also sinking his own ship in the process. Fast forward some adventures later, and the same sloop is docked at an island we are breezing past. Being an enterprising fellow, I hop off to check out, check things out, climbing aboard just as they were setting sail. I scout the entire ship and climb up to the crow's nest without being detected, and just decide to hang out for a while as we sail over to an outpost. They have all of two castaway chests, so robbery is pointless. They sail up to the dock and anchor just shy of it. Then they raise the anchor and with the sails still down, beach themselves on the island before getting the sails up. Then, after a patch job, go uh, go off to sell. I hop down and meet the second guy at the gold hoarder's tent. Again, no point in robbing, so I'm playing him music. He stops, drops the chest, and stares at me. Takes five paces back, stares. Takes out his flintlock, spends a good three seconds taking aim while I'm playing a tune. Totally stationary. Pulls the trigger. Click. Click, click, click. No ammo. He runs away, hops on his ship, and they flee for their lives, all without any hostility from me whatsoever, and the chest is still lying there. I leave it and grab a mermaid, marveling at the escapade. That's a great story, Mike. I love it. (laughs) I also had Evil Monkey, uh... A successful journey with at uh, B. Wilden on the Sea of Thieves today. I was helping him find a black pig. A galleon came up and started firing on us. B. Wilden one took them, just uh, told them we just needed a pig, but they killed him and took the pig crate back to their ship. They must have thought we were scared because they left the galleon unattended. I pulled up behind it and dropped ten below de- ten cannonballs, ten below deck. They started sail off. I restocked and put five more below deck before they sank. We then went on to kill their crew while I used the speaking trumpet to yell, Revenge of the Pig! Bewildered, saw them on the ferry, told them they should not have messed with his pigs. He spawned back in. We finished off the remaining crew members that was saving the loot. We then took their loot and turned it in at Golden Sands. Lessons, sloops are dangerous too. And don't mess with Bewildered's pigs. Thank you, Evil Monkey. Thank you, Ors, Blue Fog, or Mike from Canada. DDK2, thank you for the stories. Guys, you really came in in a clinch. I, I didn't necessarily need the story, but the stories are great nonetheless. If you join the Discord and have a really good story that you want me to talk about, type it out. Type it out for everyone so everyone gets an opportunity to really kind of experience it. And then that way, it may actually show up on the podcast. Who knows? Uh, I may have like a first mate's stories if, if I'm running low on, on adventures this week. Who knows? Uh, I guess, 
I guess that's it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I hope you had a good time hearing stories from myself and from everyone else. It was a good week without internet. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this week I'll have internet and I'll be back at it and I'll get an opportunity to check out the the sunken cursed bilge rat adventure because that that sounds exciting to me. So uh, real quick, if you want to get a hold of me again, Twitter, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Hit me up on Xbox at C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. No spaces. It's all just one big Captain Logan. Uh, you can also email me, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Again, I'm going to have the links for Frosty, uh, for our, for my Discord, for his Discord, for his Twitter. Uh, I want to build more of the community as well. Um, so if you have someone that you want me to know about, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. That's probably the best place. Other than that, Pirates, I love you. I hope you have a good week of sailing. Get those accommodations in. Get, get, get the weapons. Get the weapons. If you haven't got the weapons, get the weapons. They're amazing looking, and I can't wait for more of it. Um, yeah. Hope forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.